0: This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space, sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. On this special episode, we go from three questions and the bonus round to just one question. to 20 destination leaders during the just completed annual convention of Destinations International in the Charm City of Baltimore. And damn, Al Hutchinson and his team at Visit Baltimore has set the bar for any other destination looking to host this event. Thanks Al for bringing us all back together in style. So in our first in-person DI annual since St. Louis in 2019, we decided to roam the halls of the convention with a single question. What did you learn or what did you do as a response to COVID that you will keep post-pandemic? The answers we got were heartfelt, diverse, and worth your consideration.
1: Hey, Brad Dean, Discover Puerto Rico. You know, two things that changed for us that we will definitely continue. One is the pace and the cadence and frequency of our communication. What we thought what needed to be quarterly, we've gone monthly. What was monthly has gone weekly, and we're finding that uh, we can't over communicate enough to our stakeholders. The second thing is, I think it's been a total perspective change on the marketing, sales, and that prior to COVID, let's face it, we were on a, a, a heck of a run. It was like a 10-year bender in tourism. And, you know, when you're looking for that extra point of occupancy, that extra dollar of rev par, you're not just looking for what's going to bring additional revenues and people to the your community. You're looking for what's scalable. When you hit the bottom and you're starting from zero, everything is scalable. And so I think what we found is the riches are in the niches. And there's a lot of niche markets that before we thought maybe it's not worth our time. It's not worth the investment, but hey, it's there. And things like remote work now I think will become more a part of the common discussion. So for us, it's going to be more about um, staying open to those niche markets, looking for those opportunities, and in terms of the communications with our stakeholders and even internally, the pace, the frequency, and the cadence.
2: I'm Jack Berry, Richmond Region Tourism, Uh, talking to my mentor, Bill Geist, and he asked me what transformed during the pandemic, and it was under his leadership that was when you have a pandemic, don't waste it. And through the pandemic, we joined closer with our economic development regional organization and our Chamber of Commerce. We were silos before, and now we're meeting weekly on enhancing Central Virginia, not just our little footprint, but it was through this pandemic that we have assets that each of us and all our organization has, we're now sharing and coming together. And again, Bill had mentioned this too, and we took his guidance, as we have throughout 30 years of working with him. And if you just follow the path that is put out before you, you will succeed.
3: Hi, this is Joe Marinelli, president of Visit Savannah. And, uh, you know, reflecting back on COVID, uh, admitting to my team right up front that I was vulnerable in this situation. I had no experience in how to manage through something like this. Had to recognize that right up front. Had to be frank with my staff and say, look, gang, we've got to do this together. We've got to learn this together. We've got to figure out what the roadmap is. But exposing myself a little bit and saying, look, I don't know how to do this. So let's
4: find a way to make it happen. This is John Groh from Rockford, Illinois, President and CEO of our Local Visitors Bureau. And if I had to think about what we would not have gotten to or maybe not have gotten to as soon if it hadn't been for the pandemic was really not pandemic-related, but, you know, all the social unrest that came after George Floyd's death. Uh, the conversation shifted in our community, as it did around the country, pretty rapidly, and it forced us to consider what we had been doing and what we hadn't been doing in the space of celebrating diversity in our community. So um, after digging deep and asking some tough questions of our organization, we went out to the community and had a series of listening sessions and conversations with our diverse community that led to um, a revamp of all of our board policies and a lot of internal practices that have uh, put us on a better path to more quickly, readily, openly welcome diversity in our community in all forms. We're not where we need to be, but we're on the path.
5: Beth Gendler, Gulf Shores and Orange Beach Tourism. What we are keeping this year has to do with sports and efficiency of it all. And we often held in-person packet pickups for some of our bigger races and this past year to help with safety protocol we did drive-through pickups where people just were staying in their car and driving right through and that's what we're going to keep it was so efficient so helpful to everyone and we will be keeping that.
2: Hey, Dave Harrell, president and CEO of Visit Quad Cities. One of the things that we've done coming out of the pandemic, we realized that we needed to increase our touch points. And so during the pandemic, we were literally doing weekly calls with all of our hoteliers, but also with our attractions, our live event producers, everybody that was in the creative space. And so now we're implementing that and we've operationalized that to do bi-monthly calls with both of those key segments. And it's a touch point. Yeah, we're going to go out and visit them. We're going to meet with them. But we're having regular phone calls where they can call in. They can get key information from us. We can share information with them. We can answer questions and we can continue to be that valuable resource for them.
3: Hi, Anand Patel with Visit Fairfield, California. And uh, what we did differently or continue to do in our community during COVID was really uh, focusing on the local approach and serving the residents and what remaining visitors may be coming through uh, our city, uh, especially since we're a little bit of a transient town and um, providing the resources to not only the restaurants and wineries and attractions that did have some sort of uh, modified schedules and um, and pickups and deliveries, uh, not only to benefit them from a longevity standpoint and sustainability standpoint, but really to allow our community to know that, hey, you're not alone in this. You don't have to just sit at home. You can go and order food. You could go pick up curbside wine or stop by Jelly Belly and they'll do curbside candy pickups for that sweet tooth uh, uh, that it always hits in the afternoon. And um, it's a strategy we've kind of been focusing on uh, about a year and a half prior to COVID, and we continue, we plan to continue that going forward because we feel that uh, bringing a visitor to your community without your community uh, really embracing your city as a destination, uh, you're just putting good money after bad. So uh, we really want to focus on getting the local community on board with Fairfield as a destination.
1: Barry White. Chattanooga Tourism Company. The thing that we're gonna take away from the pandemic is definitely the community engagement aspect that we've become, uh, provided resources to our community and that is gonna continue, it's continuing now and we'll have a better uh, presence. Uh, They found value in it, we found value in it and it just really accelerated that for us to to be more uh, focused on our local hospitality community.
6: Uh, Dan Rowe, visit Panama City Beach. One of the things that I I really experienced in the pandemic that uh, will stay with me forever is the ability of of my leadership team to really execute during really stressful times. I mean, we have a history in Panama City Beach with the Deepwater Horizon oil spill and Hurricane Michael, but when the pandemic hit and we realized as we're going into our peak season, that our revenues were at risk and i put out the word to my staff that we needed to you know shut it down you know to take a hard look at their budgets to be able to really figure out what we needed to spend over the n- next 9 months and if we didn't need to absolutely spend it we you know just to hold on to it and almost overnight every member of my team went through and they they took a hard look at everything that we were doing and why we were doing it and they literally put the brakes on, you know, stopped on a dime. But even with that, we were able to continue to execute and do those things that were important. And we were blessed because the, the pandemic for us was, was short-lived. I mean, we were down in March, you know, April was down 85%, May was down about 30%, but then when the summer hit and people wanted to get to the beach, they wanted to get outside, that we saw an explosion of our revenues, but we still held our line about making sure that we were doing the right thing because we didn't know how long this bubble would last. And through the rest of the year, we executed everything that we needed to do to keep Panama City Beach on the forefront, to stay engaged. With our customer to stay engaged with our local residents, just to you know to have that shared experience, that shared story, and we were able to do it very efficiently. And to that note, you know we were able, in a in a down year, is to actually have money left over at the end of the year that we were able to roll forward, which you know, really taught me that you know the team when they're working together and when, when they're focused, um, even through very challenging times they can rise to the occasion and as a leader you have to allow them to have that part of the success story and then what my job you know turned out to be was not being the person who was cutting budgets and who was slashing my job became the person to stand up in the in the public square in our board meetings and tell the world the great job that the team was doing It wasn't me. It was every member of my leadership team. And as late as this week, I've reminded my board that we've got the ball, and that the team behind me, they're the ones that are executing, and they are in good stead. And that will never leave. Uh,
5: Bonnie Quill. I'm the president and CEO of the Matsu Convention and Visitors Bureau. The thing that I'm going to keep that was so successful is each day we had a team meeting and during that team meeting we shared stories and we each knew what was going on that we never knew before every single day. We, we had been working in silos and now we are so much more connected, um, so much more productive. I know what priorities are going on, and um, I'm just super happy about learning that. Chris Barrett, Pocono Mountains, PMVB. What we learned mostly was that
2: we can thrive and grow under any adverse situation. There's always a silver lining in the adversity cloud, and COVID proved that. And our industry is resilient, it's come back very strong, and it will grow again, no question about it. Hi there, I'm Dave Perlow with the Washington County Visitors Association in Oregon, and formerly of Meet Chicago Northwest in uh, Chicagoland in Illinois. Uh, you know, one of the things that we really focused on during the COVID situation was uh, communication, and particularly using the, the lexicon we've talked about today. We've really focused on communicating the value of our organization to our partnership uh, and to our community stakeholders as a community-valued benefit, and uh, it's something that we will continue to embrace both, I'm sure, in Illinois and in my new home in Oregon.
5: Greg Edwards, CEO, Catch Des Moines. I think the primary thing that we learned was keeping in contact, not only with our group convention sports customers, but also getting the word, staying in front of the leisure traveler. And we really shifted a lot of our marketing, obviously dollars way, way down, but we were able to really put a lot of stuff on social media, um, all that kind of stuff to, to keep Des Moines front of mind. When, when travel would open up again, people think, yeah, maybe we ought to head up to Des Moines or head down to Des Moines or whatever. Same with our planners. You know, we stayed in constant contact with, we have a national planning um, advisory gr- uh, group that we stayed in contact with quarterly. Um, stayed in a lot of contact with our hospitality partners in Des Moines, our hotels, our restaurants. We had monthly Zoom calls with them, keeping them up to speed. So all of those things, yeah, we'll keep intact as we move forward. Uh, John Percy,
0: President and CEO, Destination Niger USA. I think the one thing that I learned uh, or we did differently, I, not that it was different necessarily uh, from the pandemic, is just realizing the word and really living the word relevancy. Um, I think sometimes we all get very busy and complacent in our work. Um, and one word that just stuck with me in the first couple weeks and I kept stressing the staff was relevancy, relevancy, relevancy. And I think we've got to live that word now from here on in because that's the only way we're gonna be able to keep the knowledge of what we're doing at the forefront. Uh, and this has been the silver opportunity, the silver opportunity from COVID to me is that we are becoming more acknowledged as the people that are knowledge-based and the ones that are doing the work. And so, relevancy is it.
7: Kurt Krauss, President CEO of Visit Norfolk. Uh, I'd like to share what really worked during the uh, pandemic. Um, and that was partnering with uh, a city that we've never partnered with. So Norfolk, if you don't know, Norfolk and Virginia Beach are geographically right next to each other. Um, Not really competitors. One is the oceanfront resort town of Virginia Beach. Norfolk is the downtown urban Waterfront location. So really purposes of trip are a little bit different. One's going to the resort. One's going to another experience Um, But but what we felt um, Was a need to to partner together to create an awareness that we are not only open, but we are safe Um, We don't have the traffic we have attractions that are outdoors, plenty of things together to choose from. And um, we also felt that because we are one gas tank away from 72 million people, that you know our 15,000 rooms could probably handle 72 million people. Uh, and uh, lo and behold, uh, the summer, we started June 8th of 2020 and went through the whole summer. In fact, extended it through September and had marvelous success. Um, the campaign was called Together At Last to bring couples together, to bring families together, to, to allow them to come to a destination and allow them to exhale and really breathe. Um, it, it was far more successful than we ever dreamt. We created an awareness, um, uh, an example of, of great successes at Philadelphia that we didn't even target uh, through organic searches. Um, we ended up advertising socially, digitally through, through Philadelphia and had even greater success. So the lesson is, you know, partnerships work. And when you're even then when you're side by side and you think you are competitive, uh, you need to reevaluate that and, and look at a way to partner together and bring people to your location for whatever their purpose would be. Would we do it again? Absolutely, we would do it again. We didn't have the time to put it together for, for this summer, but fortunately, uh, with, with the campaign that we had last year and what each individual is doing this year, we are both destinations having the greatest year ever, uh, far beyond the 2019 success, and the 2020 was off a little bit, but, but 2021 is better than 2019. I have to believe it's due to some of the things that we did last summer.
8: Scott Beck with Destination Toronto and my answer is to the one thing that we will keep post-pandemic that was the result of the pandemic is the remote workforce um, and I think working towards this idea of sort of work where you like um, and work how you like and the tools we provide our staff. We've migrated to an entire soft phone system. Everyone has a cell phone. Everyone has a laptop. All of our desktop computers are gone and when we return to the office they won't be there and the ability for us to then be collaborative within the office by taking our tools with us and creating this opportunity to be as, as productive as we were during the pandemic, which I know sounds counterintuitive, but we were, and leaning into that, and leaning into what that provides from a life-work balance and ensuring that we create that life-work balance, which is the one thing post-pandemic I think we all need because we got way out of balance.
5: Jane DeLuce visit Champaign County and what we did during the pandemic that we will continue to is meetings with our economic development partners and our community leaders. We had, we resolved that we were gonna meet every two weeks. We met every week during the pandemic and now we continue to meet and now it's getting into other infrastructure questions, advocacy questions, all those types of things that are really, really good.
9: Uh, Barry Bigger, president CEO of Visit Fairfax. During the pandemic, we totally reversed everything we knew. We internalized rather than externalized all of our efforts. The community has since become so aware of who we are, so appreciative of not only what we do to bring in economic well-being and jobs, (laughs) but to provide them with a great amount of information and motivation to see, experience, and visit their whole area virtually first, now in person. The money we invested in doing it, we will continue to invest. Because if we do what we do for the community, Let's really do it for and with the community. I'm Benish Brown, president and CEO of Destination Augusta. And what we did during COVID that I think we ordinarily would not have done, but we're going to keep it, is truly a focus on community, helping to make our community stronger, supported in a lot of different ways. I think we would have continued on the traditional path of DMOs of that external marketing uh, and just kept our sights there had not it been for COVID, uh, the pandemic. But we really uh, have found a lot of appreciation from our partners and our stakeholders, and it has benefited us so well. We are staying the course.
10: So, George France, I'm with Houston First, also known as Visit Houston. You know, a couple of things that I have learned, I will say, uh, I've learned just the importance of how crucial it is to have human interaction. You know, I, I dealt with it, I think, better than a lot of people, but I learned a lot about my staff, and I learned a lot, you know, about how taxing can be, especially for people that are living alone, to have to deal with a situation like that like for me i really became focused on making sure that everybody was okay i have a lot of younger people on my staff and that for me was very telling when i would see them especially in the depths of the pandemic when we were talking you know six months in where they're just not seeing another human being that's that's hard it's problematic and um, you know i just learned that the importance of make just Human interaction, man. I know it sounds silly, but you know we work in that industry. Where we're supposed to live it, but it was on such a personal level with my team that for me was very impactful. Uh, in terms of something that I never thought I would do, you know, I was really anti-working from home. I, 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 was like, this is, um, this is, this is not work. People don't work when they go to. And holy cow, then I'm doing it, and I hated it at first, uh, and now I, I love it. You know, I, I've actually my team now. I tell them that you know they 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 can kind of come and go as they like, as long as they're working. I'm I'm okay with it, right? You know, we're doing we're averaging out probably three days in, two days out. Uh, but boy, it's it's amazing. I, the work still gets done, and it really, when you think about it from a sustainability point of view and things like that. You know, I used to drive an hour each day in the morning and then at night, and it's like I don't know, man. I I don't know that we need all this, you know? Now, we need convention centers, we gotta keep all of it, but it's a different way of thinking for sure.
0: Thanks to all of our friends that shared their stories, and we know there are countless more out there, and we'll continue to feature them right here on DMOU. Remember that DMOPros.com is where you'll find more on our services for the DMO sector, links to our book, Destination Leadership, the Z News, our position papers on board diversity and the future of destination marketing, our blogs, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet, as well as past episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time.